You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey everyone, welcome to session 10. I am so pumped for you to get to dive into this session because it is really, really helpful in seeing the strategy that we're ultimately crafting for Sam based on what we identified last session in terms of the touch points and buyer's journey. So you're really gonna hear us strategically crafting her buyer's journey, what that looks like, how that's gonna work, how that's gonna serve her long-term. And you're gonna see how fast she moves at some of this too. You're also gonna get to hear an awesome piece of news from her. So overall, just such an amazing session and really, really excited for you guys to hear this episode. Awesome, how's it going? Hi, it's good. Um, We have something to celebrate. Yeah, we do. I um, sold a digital strategy intensive, so that was like the first official sale of the coaching business. Oh my God, so good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so that was like really exciting, even though it's like, you know, obviously like the agency side of me is like, yeah, but it's only $300 and Mm -hmm. like $97. Like that is not a lot, but it's still exciting. So that was really good. And that was from a scholarship applicant. So I had the group coaching call with scholarship applicants who didn't win. And, um, that was like all about lead gen and, um, not a lot of people showed up, but one of the people who did show up, she was like there the whole time. And I was just like blowing her mind about Facebook group lead gen. And then, um, she was one of my like money objectors when I was trying to pitch her for the scholarship or for mm-hmm. the one-on-one coaching after, but she actually just put in her notice at her full-time job. So she's leaving there at the end of January. Mm-hmm. So it was just like really like right timing for her. So I'm hoping like fingers crossed, I can get her to, you know, go from the intensive to her first month of coaching. Uh, like, you know, into the program. So we'll see what happens there. Totally. I think that's so amazing to just be able to, to witness that too, where like someone can change from like a money objection to like not very quickly. Yeah. Like basically what happened is you gave her more value and Mm -hmm. that changed her mind. Right. Like it's kind of that simple. Right. Yeah. And I think it was just like right timing. Like, I think she just realized like, oh, you know, she's like taking that leap. So it's like, all right. And it's so funny because I'm just like, you know, kind of waiting for this to come up and follow up with like some other people who had money objections. But like, oh, you wanted to wait until you got a few clients. So how's that going? It's not. Yeah, like, yeah totally. Why do you all of a sudden think you're going to get clients if you struggled to get clients before without something changing? Totally. And I think it's even just, again, like we've talked about this before, but it's like giving them the permission that like, and that's okay. Like if you need help right. to get your first few clients, that's fine. Like everyone yeah. does. It's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and in, in some of my, I've started to bring into some of my copy too, like 
maybe because a lot of people like how it happened to me, like I started my business basically on accident. Like someone was like, oh, do you do this? And I was like, I can. And so like a lot of people, especially in service based, they like fall into their first couple mm-hmm. of clients and then they really struggle to get more clients after that point. Yeah, totally. And I think it's also just like, again, like none of it's right or wrong. Like that's yeah. what we're trying to take away, right? If it's been hard for you to get the first few clients, if you don't know how, if you did, and then you don't know how to replicate it, like all of that's fine. Right. You just need support, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that'll be good. And I had, I did my first giveaway winner, um, digital strategy intensive call on Monday. So that like went really well. And then pretty much like I think because I have to do the call with them, obviously. And then I'm kind of delivering like a plan, like action plan type situation to them. Mm -hmm. But I know I, I mean, pretty much once I write that first one, I'll probably add to it with each person. And then like when I sell them in the future, I'll probably be able to like pull out whatever is relevant for them. So I'm not like creating it fresh every time because totally. it is a lot of it is just like it's the same strategy it's just applying it in a way that makes sense for you and for your business yeah totally and ultimately like that is beautiful because you're seeing that as like a replicable thing in your business and that's ultimately what we're trying to create right which is like this idea of like I create this thing it works really well I personalize it, but make it something repeatable, then I always sell into the next thing, which is personable, but also repeatable. And that's how we create ease, right? So freaking exciting. Sam got her first sale in her coaching business. So pumped, so happy for her. But what's so interesting about it is that it was a sale off of that group coaching call of someone who had otherwise given a money objection, right? So it's really evidence of the touch points that we were talking about last session being true because more touch points converted this person, right? And so that's really, really helpful to see is how having that extra group coaching call took someone from a, oh no, I couldn't afford to invest to a yes. It also really helped because what we gave them was that digital strategy intensive. So it was an easier yes as well. It wasn't just the full coaching package. So really, really good evidence here and so excited for her. Yeah, and it's like already making me think like, oh, great. So like if I can flush out like a couple of areas of that, you know, those can turn into ebooks or like courses or like whatever and start creating like that passive income. So um, it's nice to see like it's all serving that like purpose. So good. Well, huge congratulations. I think that's amazing. Uh, Always the question I asked, I think I asked you in Basecamp, but uh, want you to share more too, but it's like, how are you celebrating that first client win? Cause obviously like so fucking important. Yeah. I mean, so that happened like basically, um, the day we, we had decided this year, my husband and I, we like whatever, um, decided we were going to have a company Christmas party because we always joke that the dog is like our CEO slash HR. (laughs) And so we literally like decorated the camper and dressed up in ugly Christmas sweaters and like played Christmas music and got pizza and watched Christmas movies. And we called it our company Christmas party. And I swear I've never gotten so many DMs. Like, I was like, man, this is, like, the most popular content I've created all year. Like, (laughs) people loved it. But it was, like, it's fun. Like, everybody else gets to have a a holiday party. Like, I want to have a holiday party. So it was, like, we were already basically, like, we had, like, gone and got pizza or whatever to bring back. And, like, 
I checked my email right before we like started the party and <laughs> that's when I saw it come through. So it was like kind of perfect because we were like already in the celebrating mood. So that was exciting and fun. So yeah. Something I really love about that is I feel like, you know, so often like we feel like we have to like create a special thing to celebrate or we're like, oh, well, I was already going to go to dinner. So that doesn't count. Or I was already had that massage book. So it doesn't count or whatever. But it's like, I think you did it so perfectly. And like, yeah, we already had this, but like we get to make it about celebrating that now. Like it doesn't have to be something different. It's just about bringing that energy to it. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, obviously, I mean, you know, it's hard. Like, what am I going to do? Go get a massage every time I get a sale? Like, that's going to be excessive. I can't <laughs> be getting massages all the time. So, um, yeah, so that was like a fun thing. You know, we had just like a little, you know, I jumped around a little bit and, th- and that was just like really fun and stuff. So that was good. It was exciting. Oh, God. So I am a huge believer in celebrating. Um, For my clients, I'm constantly asking them every time they share a win with me, how are you celebrating that? Because I believe there's nothing more important than celebrating every small step and celebrating every win that we have. And I truly believe that's one of the things that bring us more. But people always get a little bit confused about that. So I just want to like name how Sam did that and why it's really helpful. But so often we think it has to be something we wouldn't otherwise do or that feels like a really big deal or that has to be something really hard to think of. Um, And the truth is it's just about the intention behind it. So even if it's something you're already doing, just bringing that intention of and I'm using this space to celebrate something that I just did or created is so important. Like Sam was already having the holiday party. It's not like they, you know, created this whole party to celebrate um, you know her her first coaching sale but bringing that intention to it i.e now we are going to use this party to celebrate that is what's so important so even if you were already going to get the massage already go out to dinner whatever that is just bringing that intention to it is so important because it really helps you feel into and solidify that feeling of like i've just accomplished something and i have something to celebrate it's less about the specifics of the celebration and it's more about the fact that you're taking the time to do that Congratulations. Tell me about um, the OBM stuff. So I chose someone and she's going to start in January. So yeah, basically like because um, like the VA thing, like I had so many people apply and it was so great. And like I was really nervous about the VA because if if they didn't work out, like it was really going to be like a bandwidth issue for me. But with the OBM, it's kind of like I am hiring ahead a little bit like I'm gonna hire in January versus February so I have a little wiggle room and like I already had two people in mind so I was like yeah I'm really confident either of them would work out so I didn't want to make like a whole big thing of it um I just like kind of wanted that to be like a little bit easier um so yeah so I like pulled the trigger on somebody told her today she sent the contract over and Um, I'm just going to do 10 hours like to start most, both of the people I talked to, they were like, most people like need between 10 and 15 hours a month. So that Mm -hmm. was good. Cause I was like thinking in my head it was going to cost like $1,500 a month. And now it's actually only costing like between six, six fifty and like eight fifty a month. So in my brain, I'm already like, great, this is so affordable. Um, so she's going to start and we're just going to like for the first month, you know, like have her get familiar with the business, like identify like workflow gaps and stuff like that. So that then, you know, she can really like start to, I can hand things off to her. I wasn't, I also wasn't sure. Like 
I was kind of like, okay, I recognize that I need help. Like I need someone to help me so that I have support in the day to day. And like I could go on vacation. Like that's the Mm -hmm. main purpose. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know what like the nitty gritty of that would look like. Um, So on the calls, like I kind of asked for their opinions, like what they do with other people, that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, it seems really like it depends on my business and how I work and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it should be good. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Would that be like helpful as something that we could talk through of like, what would be the first like couple tasks she would take on? Yeah. So I'm thinking like, because right now, so the VA is prepping the social content for all of my clients, but I did ask her on one, a call that we had recently. I was like, how do you feel about like email marketing or website updates? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. Like I can do all of those things. I've done all of those things. So because, um, I have clients doing email marketing, but they're not super um, sophisticated funnels and it's not really often. So that would be like kind of more of a one-off thing that if Mm -hmm. I could just get her doing it, like that would be really great. And then same thing for website, like maintenance and updates. So I'm going to get her doing those things as well. Um, So then with the OBM, we were talking about just like figuring – and I have Dubsado, so like the whole contract, like proposal contract payment – you know, payment follow-up, all of that is pretty seamless, right? So I I was kind of talking to both of these women on on our discovery calls. And I was like, what I have, what I struggle with right now is just like the little things that like add so much time. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like the whole day is gone, right? So that might be like some reporting, right? Yeah, sure, for some of my clients. But it's also just like little questions and like things that are like, coming through here and there and then also like getting things into ClickUp like for my VA. So it's like de- it's a lot of it is like strongly admin stuff, right? Totally. Um so like inbox support or management and that might be like we talked about like that might be the VA doing a little bit of that too or like a combination of the VA and the OBM, but the OBM can like help me like set all that up and like, let me know how that should be functioning and working. And then I also have some clients who are starting to do more paid ads and that's starting to take up more of my time. And she, the woman I ended up choosing, um, has experience with agencies also has some marketing clients of her own so she was like oh well yeah like if you don't want to hire a different ad management person like I do that for my other clients so we can do that which I liked because it's basically like you know essentially like I why I went with her was like I felt that like I could fully go on vacation and she could handle it because she's handled it before like the other woman I have, uh, I had all the confidence in the world that I could like train her and she could do it. But the person I ended up going with, like she's done it. So like I could, yeah. if I wanted to like step fully out of the agency, I probably could with her. That's amazing. Yeah. I think like what comes up for me the most is more like, you know, we talked about this a little bit, even in terms of title, but basically like what you need the most is a project manager role. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, your VA really can and should be reporting to her relatively quickly. Right. She can and should be the one putting things in ClickUp, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Things like that where she's ultimately, like, your brain and your business in charge of, like, what does the VA need? What do our clients need? What's running? Are we on track? All of that kind of stuff. Like, she's the one checking in to make sure the VA actually got the stuff done. Like, all of those important things um, mm-hmm. that 
just take up a ton of your time right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely. more like team management is like the first task I would really think about. Obviously, mm-hmm. she might need to get to know your business a little bit first, but that that's even can be a learning curve. Like, so the VA reports to her. Well, she might not be able to answer all the VA's questions right away, but she can bring that to you, right? Right. Right. Exactly. And that's how she actually learns to answer all of those questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's also going to get her the most familiar with the business, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, my business isn't, like, anything so crazy either. So I'm definitely confident that she'll be able to, like, get up and running on it pretty quickly and seamlessly. Um, But I just now, it's like, now that I have made that decision that she's going to start in January. I'm, I'm going to try like, you know, from now until the end of the year to like really pay attention to like, oh, so this is something she should do moving forward so that, you know, we have going into January a good idea of like what is so quick and so easy for her to take over like immediately. And then what's some stuff that it's like, yeah, it's going to take some like onboarding, but like then it'll be fine or we need to figure out a workflow around this thing and then it'll be great. Um, so I'm trying to be mindful of that now so that, you know, obviously like my concern with the VA also is like, I'm paying them. So I want to make sure like I'm taking advantage of their skills and their time. So, so yeah, it's good. I think that starting point of like, now you're kind of like in more of like a, a project management role in terms of like, just making sure like the VA has the tasks she needs. I'm coming to you. If she needs something, she's coming to you and basically putting them in a management position right away, I think is really the first step. Kind of like with the VA where like we were like, okay, content's the first thing they have to tackle that first and then we'll see. I think like her managing your VA is the first thing because like that's going to give you the clearest view of like, is she going to step up and be a manager and learn these things and think like I think and all that kind of stuff, right? And so all we're trying to always do is like figure out like, is this the right fit? Right. Right. For sure. And one one of the reasons I did decide to go with her is I I want someone who's going to be like, well, I we're doing it this way now, which is working. But like, really, it's not the best way we can do it. And like, really, someone who will like kind of raise their hand and be like, "Mm, I disagree with you, Sam. And like, here's why. And I felt really confident that like she would be able to do that Um, and kind of, you know, like I want someone who's going to like poke holes in Mm -hmm. the process so that we can improve it. It does like I'm not in any way saying that my process is the best process because it's just what I've cobbled together by myself over the years. So naturally, it's going to need to change. Totally. Yeah, I think that's perfect. And I think like as long as that expectation is clear to her. Yeah, that's easy. Like basically your first step is like managing the team. Your second step is like telling us where the holes are in that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So good. Amazing. Well, congratulations. I feel like you like moved so quick on that, which is so helpful because now you know you're like ready to go in January. Yeah, for sure. And it's like with her, like with the OBM or project manager or whatever role, like it's definitely something that is like a little less like if I, if my VA like was like, I can't work anymore immediately. Like my whole life would be up in smokes. So I was like, wanted to be super, super careful about that process. Right. And then like, but initially with the OBM, it's like, they're going to improve upon everything and make everything smoother. But like, obviously the business could continue running without an OBM. So I just like wanted the whole process to feel like a little bit easier for me because it's not quite as like high stakes as the VA was when I hired her. I think that's, like, really helpful, too, is, like, 
that's why hiring advance makes all the difference, right? For sure. Yeah. I was basically like, yeah, we're going to start in January because like I want to have that time to not like be dying trying to onboard you while I'm also trying to do all these things. Totally. And then it feels almost like, so, you know, you're in the situation where like you might be getting another couple clients pretty quickly in the agency too. So then it's like, you're doing it free that. So it doesn't feel like an emergency where there will be a time in your business where you feel like, oh my God, I would die without my OBM. But it's like better to right. be, <laughs> or to, to hire that before that time is already here. You know what I mean? So something I really want you guys to notice here is how neutral Sam feels regarding this OBM hire. Something I preach all the time in business is creating neutrality around important decisions. And when we come from that place of neutral, we're so much more likely to make really, really good decisions because they're not emotionally charged or they're not from a place of rush or overwhelm, right? So this hire not being rushed and not being like this huge must that has to happen right now is really helping her create neutrality. It's just the next right step, right? And there's space around it, but she was able to take that quick and easy and decisive action on making it happen because it wasn't so charged. So when you're taking those next steps or making those next hires in your business, it's so helpful to come at it from that point. It doesn't mean it can't be quick and easy. In fact, being neutral about it is typically the thing that actually does make it quick and easy. Where like, if we had waited to hire the OBM until she was totally overwhelmed, and really, really needed it and it needed to happen as soon as possible and was like kicking up all this intense energy, it would have been so much harder. So doing the hiring early is something we've talked about a lot, but also creating neutrality around those decisions and making them easy is so important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I sent out $3,000 a month in proposals this week for the agency and it was yes. literally only for based on referrals like I'm not doing any lead gen right now so like right now I have one client that started this month I have another client that's definitely starting next month and then I have another client who's definitely starting probably in February and then another that's supposed to be starting in February but the contract's not signed and then two more that like would be probably starting around February March so it's like you know, I, it, it needs to happen in January because it's just like yeah. it, I could very like get very, very busy starting in February. And I really like want to hold space for coaching like in a pretty big way. So I want to like make sure I'm setting up the agency in a way that will serve that. So good. OK, so tell me about 2020 then. Like, let's kind of dive into that. Like, obviously, the agency is growing like maybe even like faster than you expected although I know you always like kind of expect the best but like you think that that's like really really kicked up so what are we kind of thinking in terms of like game plan so what I'm thinking is I want to make $300,000 in revenue between the agency and coaching mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that might look like 200 and 100 or it might probably what's going to happen is it's going to be like 225 and 75. I feel really confident that I can hit like 75 with coaching. Um, so yep. we'll just like, it just really depends. But um, if like the, I, the agency I want to really keep an eye on because if it keeps growing, I want to continue to hire out. Like I am not interested and I'm in, I want to spend less time in the agency. So that either means not taking any more clients, you know, once yep. I hit a certain stride or that's going to be or that's going to mean, you know, hiring out more. So I'm open to 
I'm open to either to a certain extent, but like, obviously, even if I hire out, like people, you know, quit, people don't work out. Like it's still, that's still going to represent like a bigger, you know, chunk of just my attention, right? Even if I'm hiring out. So I'm thinking like, as long as I keep like a projected revenue of about 230 for the agency, then, you know, if clients leave and then it takes us, you know, another 30, 60 days to get a new client, like, you know, we should round out at about like 215, 225 for the year, Mm -hmm. I would estimate Mm -hmm. pretty easily. Um, Yeah. And then I, I really want to do like 75, I think is my realistic coaching goal, but then like, I'd really like to do a hundred, which I do think I could do because, uh, the price point for my program, even if I only did my one-on-one program, that's it. That's 16 clients for the whole year, which is like not really that much, um, or not that many. And that's like, you know, I haven't really thought about like, you know, if I decide to do a group thing or intensives or like whatever, I'm like not even in my brain, like that is not even really happening until like late spring, mm-hmm. like that I'm even considering that. So yeah, that's basically the main plan. And then like, obviously I have this like other software business I'm starting with my husband, but that's like totally separate and on the back burner. Um, and then I really want to start growing some passive income because I think that's going to serve me really well when, you know, I'm like, great, I need to start pulling back on time. Like that needs to happen. So I want to start building some passive income. So I have like an idea, um, for an ebook, like about face lead gen, like using Facebook groups for lead gen, because that's what I know. And that's what I'm really good at. Um, so I think that could be like a really good initial source of passive income. And then just like kind of trying to keep passive income products, you know, ebooks, workbooks, mini courses, whatever, top of mind and creating those things like throughout the year um, so that I can like kind of start to have those things. But I, I haven't really put I think I said like, you know, I'd like to maybe make like around 25K. But I don't really know. I don't know how realistic that is because I don't have any passive products right now. Right. So that's kind of just like that would be like a bonus, basically. Like my my core goal is that $300,000 mark between the agency and the coaching and then like passive income would just be extra. Yeah. So I think like as a starting point, like a really important way to think about that would be like the only point of the passive income at the beginning. Mm hmm is to sell into your one-on-one. It's not like actually to make passive income, if that makes sense. Right, because it's a lower price point and another touch point. Exactly. Like if I, let's just make something up. Say I buy your $69 thing on lead gen or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ideally, all that does is like, push me to working with you more. It's like the woman who like had the objection, but then got on the group coaching call and then decided to work with you. Like that's that vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it could work that if I did like the lead gen, you know, ebook or whatever, like that could flow into the digital strategy intensive that flows into the, the coaching program. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so it's not like we're not focused on like making passive income, so to speak. It's just like everything still has a singular purpose mm-hmm. until you have that like cash that you want. Like until we're at that six clients or what would it be? Eight clients twice yeah. a year, right? Yeah, yeah. 
when that's there, then like, cool, it totally makes sense to like maybe even take some of that cash, invest it in ads and like really build up. But it, passive income, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But like as a starting point, it's like the ebook is great. It's just that like we have to keep our eye on the prize of like what it's great for. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is just going to be selling into one on one as a starter. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So something really important here is this idea of using that passive product as a lead into one on one and not just making it about the income. Right. So we're thinking of a passive product that's, you know, like whatever, let's say and around the $50 mark. I'm, I'm kind of just playing with that. Ultimately, that is not going to be your biggest income generator now. Don't get me wrong, once you have a full one-on-one and if you want to put your time and energy and effort into selling that $50 product and maybe running ads to it, et cetera, et cetera, it definitely can be a huge income stream. Let's not make that wrong. But when you want to fill one-on-one and when you want to hit, you know, like that 10K month in coaching or whatever, using a passive product as a lead-in and not making it about how much income you make off of it is so helpful. Personally, I have a lot of small like 10 to 49 59 69 dollar products and almost every single one-on-one client i have has bought at least a couple of those before they've hired me it's an incredible lead-in once they've bought from me once they're more likely to buy from me again they see the value i deliver in those products and they want to work with me so in my business it's not just about the money we make off those products so of course that's an income stream It's so much more about the eventual sale that we make off those products and what they ultimately do for us. So um, that we need like one one step back from that too, which is like, what's the front end of that? In terms of? Like optic. Mm. Right. So like, that's a, that's a solid thing that you have there where it's like 101 coaching, digital strategy. Uh, paid product for Facebook lead gen. We need something on the front end of that that's free. Hmm. Could it be? Mm, I don't know, like, if I want to stick so tightly, if I should kind of just everything should have, like, a lead gen theme or if I should, like, stick really tightly to Facebook lead gen on the front end. Because I'm wondering if it could be, like, a free, like, five-day e-course or something. And that's the opt-in somehow around lead gen or should it be like more specifically Facebook lead gen because then it'll they'll be warmer to buy the Facebook lead gen product you know what I mean but like from there you know so I'd have to make that decision before I figure out like what is the actual content so something that like I would think about it like this is it's almost like like broad specific broad specific right Mm -hmm. like so it's almost like um Facebook group thing gets really broad, then the digital or gets really specific. Digital intensive gets a little more broad again. Like it can bounce back and forth and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be like so, so rigid there. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, what would make sense is something that talked about like lead gen in general. Maybe like I'm just making this up, right? But like the top five places to generate leads for your new business. Yeah, that's what I was like thinking once you said broad, like I could do like, okay, great. So like one day it could be like Pinterest and why you should be on Pinterest and why this can benefit you and get you leads. And then the next could be Facebook. And then the next is like a referral or affiliate program. And then, you know, whatever the other two are. <laughs> Right. And then what you'd want to do is basically make the case for Facebook. Right. So you'd be like, well, 
affiliate programs cost you money. Pinterest right. takes a long startup time. Right. Whatever. Um, like ultimately, like what I recommend most for my clients that are starting their new business is Facebook. Like, if you want support on how to do that, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think that's like yeah, so I feel like a course kind of either a course or like a free webinar is probably the right fit for that, I would say. Like I don't think a workbook is really the would really make sense as much for the freebie. Um, so here's the thing. With the course, I think I think it's best to call it like a mini course kind yeah, of thing, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think that what you want to do is frame it more like an introduction. Okay. Then like I'm literally gonna teach you how to do lead gen on Pinterest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think that could work because I, you know, when I'm the language I'm using like around the digital strategy intensive is like, you know, you're hearing like of all these things that you can and should be doing for lead gen online. And like I'm gonna tell you based on, you know, your business, like what is gonna be the most effective. So mm-hmm. it could be like basically like that, but like higher level. So it's like going over all these options, but you know, the the fastest, most strategic way to start getting leads like right now today is Facebook groups. So let's just walk through that one more time, right? Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm going to enter your mini course and basically the mini course is going to tell me and I, like we can obviously frame it, but something like the top five digital marketing strategies to generate leads online for your new business. Mm-hmm. That's what I would keep it in is like, again, we want to say new business and we want to say like digital strategy, like top five, you know, strategic digital, whatever. Oh my God, I'm losing my words. Top five digital strategy uh, items that you can do, blah, 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 right? So Mm -hmm. we want to be already like front loading it with like new business, digital strategy, lead gen. Like those are the three most important things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so then I take the course and in the course you tell me like, okay, Pinterest is an option. Here's what it looks like. Okay. This is another option. Here's what it looks like. Then you're like, but ultimately like, this is what I recommend the most Buy this thing. It'll Mm -hmm. tell you how to do it. Then sell me into the digital strategy intensive from there. So I've done all that. I buy the Facebook group thing. Why do I need the intensive? So the book We'll have like all these little like tips and tricks and kind of like reframing things that I do for people now. And like I'm talking about it. I talked about it on the lead gen call and I'm talking about it in the digital strategy, the intensive. So then the intensive is more like, okay, great. Like, you know how to do Facebook group lead gen now, but I'm going to show you like you're going to have a wider look at like, okay, so here this is should be your digital strategy like this should be your strategy online in the online space, right? Mm-hmm. So that would encompass, yes, Facebook groups are a part of that. And like, obviously I can help you like implement that and stuff and answer any questions. But that's also gonna be like, okay, so how can you be like using Instagram more effectively? And then that's also like, how are we creating content? How are we repurposing content? Like, what is that looking like? Um, so that you can market your business as effectively online capital O online, right? In the whole space uh, with like the minimum amount of effort and time, like well, work and time on your part. So it's like Facebook group lead gen would be a piece of that whole puzzle. And so it's like, I'm helping you put together that puzzle so that then you have an action plan. You're walking away from the digital strategy intensive with an action plan. 
So with funnels, what we always want to keep in mind is that it all needs to lead into one another. I think that's a huge mistake people make when they're not really looking at what am I trying to build? What's the ultimate end game here when they just feel like they quote unquote have to have a funnel and it's messy and disorganized and doesn't really lead people anywhere. The only point of a funnel is to filter people, right? It's to lead them from one thing to the next to the next. And so you have to have that big vision in mind when you're building it out. And that sometimes that's why working backwards like we did here can be super helpful, right? So we went from one-on-one -on -one to the intensive, to the tripwire, to the opt-in. You know, we built one-on-one -on -one first, we built the intensive second. We're building the tripwire and then the opt-in, right? And so ultimately that's super useful because now we know they all perfectly align and lead into one another. And it's truly a funnel that will convert because of how it's set up. So don't be afraid to start with the end in mind sometimes instead of piecing together all of these random things because ultimately the best funnels flow and all lead into one another really, really specifically like we've built with Sam. So I think something that's really important that you said there and I think is like really the key kind of here is basically making it like, so now you know how to do Facebook group lead gen. How are we leveraging what you're creating for that to work for you across platforms? Right. Mm -hmm. That's super important because what we want to make sure this, this, uh, you know, tripwire product doesn't do basically mm -hmm. is make it so that they're like, oh, I don't need this intensive yet. I'm going to just work on my Facebook strategy. Got it. So even in the the Facebook course or whatever we're going to do there, like the book, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to want to make it really clear that it's not all encompassing. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, but you should be repurposing and leveraging this to other things. Like that kind of conversation is really, really important. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because we don't want it to be like, well, I'll try this first. We want it to feel like a seamless connection. Like, well, if I'm going to try this, then I should definitely get the strategy intensive so I understand how it connects to everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think I could easily do that, too, because like some of the strategies are like creating content for Facebook groups and making mm -hmm. sure you're posting them or like you're commenting that and like things like that. So then I can link it back to like, you know, that should be part of your overall content strategy and like you should be really making sure that you're repurposing and recycling content effectively so that you know you're not like creating fresh content for every single platform every day and then I can tell you how to do that in the intensive yeah and if we think about your people that like maybe still are in the nine to five situation that's the most attractive thing right Right, because it's like the idea of like creating multiple pieces of content for multiple platforms when you're still working a nine to five just like is pretty much feels like not even doable. Yeah. I mean, I don't it feels not doable for me. Like <laughs> right, totally. Damn. So yeah, but for sure, I think that's like you know, definitely that language around like like being able to promote yourself on multiple platforms or, you know, your website and, you know, Pinterest and Facebook or whatever combination that, you know, makes sense for your business is going to be most effective for your business, which we will talk about and you mm. will know after your intensive, right? And just like trying to do that in the most effective and time efficient way possible. Yeah, I love that. I think that's perfect. And I think that's nice because it all flows in together, like broad, narrowed, broad, narrow kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Beautiful. Okay, so basically you have two jobs now, but here's here's an alternative option. 
for the mini course, you could always run that as a live challenge the first time you run it. Mm-hmm. Totally up to you if that feels good or not, but sometimes that kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, I mean, I think that probably makes the most sense because I don't have much of an email list, right? So I'd have to promote it and then get people to opt in and then they can get it versus just like, you know, there's more exposure possibility by doing a live challenge. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're you're that you're gonna repurpose that and that's golden, like it's already done, but you right. might as well get that exposure for the first time. Yeah. So something I'm a huge fan of is making your opt-ins or tripwires a conversion event first. So, you know, like a live challenge or a live masterclass or a live stream series, whatever that is for you, right? But run it live first. Get those testimonials and feedback. Get that interaction with people. Have it really be something that people are excited to participate in with you live and then make it a product right? It truly kills two birds with one stone because you get that front end excitement, but the product is built. And ultimately it saves you so much time, energy, and effort. It also gives you the testimonials and the results that you can share once you actually launch the product. So this is the only way I've built every single thing that I have in terms of products in my business is by doing it live first. And I can't tell you how well that works and how much time it saves me and quite honestly, how much more effective my products are because of that. So would you say promote it and then and like go live on Instagram each day during that challenge or am I like, cause I don't think I would want to do it in a, like start a Facebook group and then do it in a Facebook group. Although that is a good way to get those email addresses also, but it's like that you're still creating an additional step because they have to go join the Facebook group versus just doing like Instagram lives, doing it, you know, everybody who goes to my profile can see it and participate in the challenge. So the way I really like to do stuff like that is like put out enough of that that like Mm -hmm. other people might want to join but have enough behind the scenes where they pretty much have to opt in. So for example, like say every day of this like mini course gets a workbook. Okay. Maybe it's like fucking one page, right? It doesn't have to be like, I never do more than one page to be honest. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? It's like answer these three questions about Pinterest or go do these three things for Facebook groups or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so- Basically, what happens is, like, you promote the challenge, they opt in. Then you're like, cool, join me live every day on Instagram at this place at this time, plus here's your workbook kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the people who didn't opt in, if they're watching you on Instagram, you're constantly referencing that workbook. You're like, make sure to write that down in today's workbook and make sure you grab that. So even the whole time you're doing the challenge, you're getting more people signed up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we'll we'll kind of focus on doing that next. I think that's a really nice next step mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, we just saw a money objection convert with more value. Mm-hmm. I would personally like email all the people that gave you those and be like, hey, I'm doing a free challenge. You should join me. Yeah, 100%. And that is something I've been like trying to think about because I'm like, okay, yeah, like I need to do like another free thing so that I can like keep having more touch points with them. Yep. And, uh, and I think this is like a perfect one mm-hmm. in terms of like huge level of value, huge level of touch points and interaction with you and really good reason to follow up and reach out. 
So something I really want you to take away from this episode in general is how all of this relates to that problem that we identified in the last session, right? About touch points in the buyer journey. Every single thing we talked about today goes back to that, goes back to more touch points, creating a more effective journey, right? That's so important because sometimes we can identify a problem and then not work to solve it efficiently, but like try a bunch of other strategies. But every single thing we talked about today is about solving that issue and that's so freaking valuable and that's where coaching can be incredibly helpful so that you don't get distracted, right? But something that's really important here too is the personal invites and I just wanna talk to that for a minute. But doing those personal invites to already warrant leads for a challenger conversion event you're doing is just another touch point, right? Which again is exactly what we're trying to solve here. The more you're in contact with people, building those relationships and having touch points with them, the more likely they are to convert. It truly is as simple as that. So don't make personal outreach wrong and don't, you know, kind of almost like stick your nose up at it. I see people do this sometimes like, oh my God, I'm not reaching out to someone one-on-one about a free challenge. Okay, you don't have to, but you're missing a touch point and you're maybe missing converting a work lead, right? So this is the exact stuff that's gonna make a huge difference in your business, especially at the beginning when you're still trying to build your credibility and build those relationships, right? It's totally different right now for Sam because she doesn't have like a ton of content someone can go binge on. She hasn't been able to show that value on a really long-term basis. So doing that personal outreach takes the place of that in many ways. It creates the relationship without having to have all of that uh, content and collateral built up. So really, really important to just be looking for those opportunities to create more touch points and being willing to go into all of them to ultimately get the end result we want. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I haven't done my Black Friday sale, like little mini training. And now I'm not going to do that because then I will just do this instead. Totally. Oh, that works beautifully. I love that. So let's talk timeline. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, obviously I'm not going to be able to spin it up for this week. Next week, I'm uh, not, definitely no. no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would probably, I feel like, I'm curious to see, and I was like talking to my husband about this because like normally like people will be checked out for like mm, half or most of Christmas week and then like maybe half of New Year's week. But because of the way the holiday falls this year, I feel like people are taking like all of next week off. So I'm curious to see if people are like more plugged in the week of the first than normal because Mm -hmm. they've just taken a whole week off. So I could try and do it that like, so basically it's like the 30th through the third. Um, I would say no to that. Yeah. Yeah. Then it would be the sixth for sure. What you can do is be promoting then, but I don't think people want to be doing it then. Like, I think they're very likely to sign up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think they're not very likely to full on participate and do fucking worksheets and stuff. You know? Yeah. I feel like that the week of New Year's, it's like everybody's doing their like planning and dreaming. So then it's like the week after that, they're like, great, now I need like, and they're, you know, they're going to the gym every day because it's like, woo, New Year's resolutions, right? So I do think that they, uh, that's probably like the one week of the year where people are like most engaged. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I do it the week of the sixth. And then, um, uh, I was planning on trying to write the ebook and like have it done by like the 15th, if I can. Well, 
let me give you another thought there. Mm-hmm. I think you could sell directly from this challenge into your digital strategy intensive. Mm-hmm. Given that it's a live challenge, they're interacting with you each day. It's like a progressive thing, so on and so forth. Like, I think that would be totally appropriate. Then when we made it an actual opt-in, that's when you would need the ebook to be ready. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't think you need another barrier in between. They're like off of a challenge. We don't necessarily want to be like, and buy my $49 thing, right? Right, right. But then in the future when they're opting in to get the challenge afterwards in the email sequence that's an easier step in exactly got it yeah yeah that makes sense i mean i am trying i definitely want to have the ebook done like in january because i don't think it's going to be that hard for me to write and i'm like gonna try and do it i'm actually gonna try and do it most of it over the next two weeks right because hopefully it'll be quiet so just like try and take advantage of that just so that i have it and i can tweak it and like then when i do want to start to do it in the funnel like I have it ready to go totally I think like even if it was ready I think we still probably would just sell the oh yeah that intensive off of it right yeah but like either way like I think if this feels like a good time to get it done fuck yeah I think if you feel like actually you know what like I'm gonna really dedicate my time otherwise like I think that's fine there's no rush mm-hmm. well and it would be interesting like if I off the live challenge if I tried if I sold the intensive and then followed up followed up and then if they didn't or they had you know whatever uh if they were just like non-responsive or something then like I could pitch them the ebook after that to just keep them warm whenever that's done or whenever that's ready that could be just something like you know a couple weeks after the challenge we pitched your entire list then yeah that makes sense so yeah that's another thing is I have to set up my email marketing because it's just like basically non-existent right now. So I think I'm going to go with ConvertKit because it's just easy from what I understand and what I've heard. I'm a really big campaign fan. Totally up to you. But I feel like ActiveCampaign is a lot better than ConvertKit. Really? I got a client on ActiveCampaign and I haven't been loving it. Okay. I mean, then definitely do what feels good for you. I think active campaigns capabilities are just significant comparatively in terms of like building funnels and stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, like I think ConvertKit is just like the simplified version and it's like that's so it depends on like how sophisticated you want it to be. If you want it to be more sophisticated, then active campaign is what, you know, you want, which is like maybe why I haven't liked it as much because I'm still just like (laughs) getting comfortable with it right now. Totally. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to look at that. I think Active Campaign might be cheaper anyways. So I, I do have to look at that and basically decide like this week because I have, I created content and the VA, we have the workflow for the VA to start posting content to like my channels. Um, And so it'll go like post one day a week for, you know, five days. And then the blog will go up like Thursday, Friday, and then an email will go out Friday. So, like, I have to get that set up and decide mm-hmm. on the provider so that she can do that because basically she's just waiting on me. I mean, she's just scheduling posts, but, like, the email part of it, she's waiting on me. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, again, like, her kit's fine, and it's it's totally user-friendly, and all of that stuff is good. If we know we want to, like, build out passive income and maybe an ad strategy that goes behind it and whatever, you're probably going to eventually want to move. So. You really just decide if that's a thing you want to deal with now or a thing you want to deal with later. Basically. Yeah, I might as well just do active campaign yeah. now then. 
yeah, so I have to do that also, like, in the next week or two. So let's let's do a little prioritizing here because obviously that's kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, active campaign is obviously, like, step one or email provider even if you decide right. to convert kit, right? Right. Step two is for sure getting this challenge up and running because we'd want to start promoting it the week of the 30th. Yeah. No, wait. That's not right. We'd want to start promoting it sooner than that. Hold on. Yeah, like, I would give it two weeks about. So I think you want to start promoting it. Um, uh, on Monday. Yeah, on Monday if you can. I mean, obviously, you can take a break for Christmas. But, like, right. yeah, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, so active campaign, challenge landing page, and, like, promotional posts, right? That actually works really well because my content theme for next week is marketing. So that Perfect. works really well. Then um, then the ebook is kind of, like, last on there, right? So it's, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, the least of your worries, so to speak. But it's totally great if you get to it. But, like, active campaign, challenge all that kind of stuff, getting ready for the OBM, all that's first. The ebook is, is last. Does yeah. That sense? I'm, I'm like flying for the holiday. So I'm like thinking oh, I'm just going to write it on the plane both ways and see where I get. I love that. Okay. Cause like I couldn't cool. do anything else anyways. So. Perfect. So yeah, you might just end up banging that up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Amazing. Okay. So does that all feel pretty clear in terms of kind of like next steps, conversions, reaching back out to people, inviting them to the challenge, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels really good. And like the VA, like right now I'm doing like Facebook engagement and stuff like that. And I'm pulling it together in a doc so that then, you know, we set up a workflow for her to start doing Facebook group and like Instagram engagement for me, like using my own words. So she's going to be like up and running on that, like for the first of the new year um i'm just like creating a repository of like content for her to be able to pull from um so yeah so i think like like things are starting to happen like a lot of things are starting to happen now with the coaching which is like exciting and feels good and like you know i'm starting to feel some like momentum around that so that's really nice so good and I think it's just really great because this is all in alignment with what we were talking about last week, which is like there's one problem and it's touch points. Mm-hmm. And so all this is is building out more touch points, like whether that's the challenge or the ebook or any of the email marketing or whatever, like that's exactly what every single step of this is. So it's just helpful to see it all coming together in that way too. Yeah, for sure. So it feels good. And it's like all I've just like, I have to get just into the habit of creating content and then like I know it'll get easier I just haven't done it in a while like for my own business so it's all like it's good because it's just like flexing continuing to flex that muscle love it so good um you know what we forgot to talk about Mm. is where you're at (laughs) oh yeah so I'm in clear (laughs) I'm very close right now I'm in Clearwater. Yeah, you're so close. At my mom's for this week. And then um, next week, I will be in New Jersey and in New York for the holiday with all of my extended family. Um, yeah. So so there's tra- all the all the non-camper travel is happening. So good. Yeah. How does it feel to be in this Florida weather? It's like very nice out today so I'm happy it's like cool and beautiful so I'm very pleased with this weather also like 
I was struggling to pack for Clearwater and New Jersey. So I'm glad that it's not actually a thousand degrees um, because I'd have to just have brought my entire wardrobe. But um, but yeah, so it's been it's really nice and it's nice to like see my family. I haven't we haven't been to Clearwater since like the summer. So it's always nice to see family and some friends we have here. So good. Well, huge congratulations again on moving forward so fast with the OBM stuff on like getting that for a sale. I think all of this is totally in alignment with that 75K goal with the touch point things that we have kind of identified. Like I feel like you're just on the perfect track. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. It feels like I feel like I'm in a very like good like impact like I'm empowering myself to like make the business feel easier for me which I'm very happy about and excited about because you know just coming off of a few very 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 busy months like I definitely during that time I said you know it's okay because I know that there's going to be outcomes of that and like I'm seeing all those outcomes and have been seeing all those outcomes so that's like really nice you know what's so funny too is like do you remember how um, I think even on our call, like before the podcast, like how resistant you were to like thinking about hiring and now you're like, how do I make shit easier? Who else do I need to hire? Like, um, it's just so awesome. To yeah. See. I'm like, literally already like saying like, Ooh, I don't really love active campaign. I'm like, well, I guess I could just hire someone to do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> literally just like, Oh, and I got an accountant. So I did that. Yes, too. that's right. Oh, that's yes. freaking awesome. Yes. So we're good. And they assured me I do not need a bookkeeper. I just need to learn how to use my bookkeeping software. So that was nice. Amazing. So So good. Yeah. So it's exciting. A lot of movement. Congratulations. You're doing amazing. Well, I hope that you have like a very, very Merry Christmas. Feel free to send me all of this stuff in Basecamp. I'll put these to do's in for you and then we'll go from there. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, my dear. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.